Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Queer State of Mind. I'm your host, Micah. We have a full house. We have Sidney. We have Duran. We have a very special guest, the fabulous drag queen, Lana Stoli. Sorry, I've been drinking already. You can't tell. We have a whole show ready for you. There's a lot coming this week, so let's pay attention, y'all. Stay tuned. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. How's everyone doing? Hi. Hey, girls. Hi, hey. girl. Well, you know, I'm blessed and not highly favored, but I'm here. You yes. know? I'm flavored. <laughs> you are hello, flavored. hello, hello. Hey, Svetlana. Ah. Yes. I'll say it in Russian. Trust me, the radio слушатели. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Yes, what she said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I butchered your name. I've been drinking already. I'm sorry. It's okay. No. You know, I... I've seen so many people and heard them pronouncing it so wrong. You announce your name for wrong. all the people out there one more time. <laughs> it's Svetlana Stoli. Yes. Now, I have a question because, you know, I, I love the Russian names and, and uh, I'm Go well ahead. versed in Russian, versed Russians. Um, who was your inspiration for Svetlana? I'm just curious because I'm thinking someone, but I could be wrong. You know, uh, you're probably wrong because that, first of all, that was not my decision from the beginning. When I moved okay. to New York and I decided to do drag, uh, everyone around me who were drag queens were saying, you have to go with a Russian name, you have to go with a Russian name. And one of them were saying, well, I work with this woman, Svetlana, you should be Svetlana, you should be Svetlana, and that's why I'm Svetlana. Okay, I'm way off. Right. <laughs> no. Who did you think? Who did you think? Of? I thought you named yourself Svetlana because Svetlana Horkina, hun. Yes, Horkina. you know what I Don't really play with me. <laughs> I was like, what a missed opportunity. I shouldn't have been Stoli. I should have been Svetlana Horina. Yes. Like, but let me tell you one thing. First, it was Svetlana Jerk Off because, you know, okay, like, I got it, not yeah. and all of that. I was like, Svetlana Jerkov because I'm a slut and yada, yada, yada. That's then I was like, this just doesn't sit right with a good Christian woman I am. Uh, what else besides dick do I like? I love money. And that's why I was like, and also a Russian thing is vodka. That's why I decided to go with my last name. So I can at least get something, something from Stoli. Yeah, actually, that's very, very smart. That's smart. I was like, Svetlana Horkina would have been everything. Right? That yeah. would have been everything. Okay. That's I'm, so I was saying, so I just want to know. I was just like, oh, I wonder how she uh, decided her name. I love that. I mean, just, I, I, just, like, I love, like, I mean, we can talk about this, like, later on, but, like, yeah, the creation of drag names, I think, is just, like, so fascinating. Like, all things that go into it to, like, make it funny and, you know, make it stand out. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, we'll start off with our... Actually, let's go to our feature track. I don't know why you stop. Let's go to our feature track, The New Mariah. Um, I haven't heard it yet. So I haven't heard it either. So um, Mariah has a new album coming out. It's, um, it's called 
So I think it's like all of her like B-sides and rare tracks she recorded. I'm not 100% sure on it actually. Um, but she has a track with Lauren Hill called Save the Day. This is my first time hearing it. So it's a Queer State of Mind exclusive, I guess. We can call it that. All right. <laughs> so uh, this is a Queer State of Mind Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back in a moment.
Um, um, <laughs> I, um, I'm gonna let you go first. So I was expecting more Lauren Hill since it said with Miss Lauren Hill. <laughs> she didn't say featuring, she said with, like the bitch was in the room. Right, 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 and this is like we all have only one more Lauren Hill in the last twenty years. So, uh, who we who this we? Oh well, sorry. Oh, okay. Some yeah. people have wanted more. more. <laughs> right, I was like, who is this? Is this a new group that just came out? We. <laughs> sad, it's B. It's it, the the album is B sides. That explains a lot. That was not supposed to be a single, I guess. No, yeah. but the song like they just recorded this yesterday. Oh like, well. I don't know. Maybe with all the time on their hands during COVID, they could have come up with something better. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it's not the aspect of come up with something better as it is more of the fact that come up with something you can do vocally at this moment in time. So you think she abilities. was sick when she was recording it? No, that's what she sounds like. She <laughs> wants to. She's being shady. It just sound, it honestly sounds like two fifty year old black women trying to make a hip song for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that. like to me. I mean, I That's... still love Mariah. I would still step in front of the bus for Mariah. Know that. And I would wear a tight black dress that don't fit while I'm doing that. Because you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I mean, I think so. that, Yeah, I mean, I think the issue is just like I, for it to be basically, we're gonna like she's sampling the Fugees, right? And like, and it's like because she's sampling the Fugees. She's gonna pull out one line from like when Lawrence, like Lauren Hill sang. I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like there could have been. But at a the same time, the Fuchs didn't get no money from it because it's originally written by Roberta Flack. So right. Roberta Flack's the one getting all the coin. Lauren Hill get nothing. Right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, because it's a it's, it's, it's a 1972 Roberta Flack. So she's just like, go ahead, girl, go ahead, girl, and taste it. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna cash this this $300 check for this song because like, girl, you're gonna make a lot of money off of this. She's like, no, I'm not. That can buy me groceries for a week. <laughs> literally, 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 because it ain't going to be a hit, so. No. Well, maybe did Lauren think? did it for a reason to kind of like get more back in the game and she's going to drop something new, who knows, her solo. And it's just like a pregame, you know, like a little taste. No, you don't expect Ooh, that. Lo- Lauren Hill? She needs to pick yeah. up a watch so she's on Lauren time. Hill's not going to release Ooh. any new, new music. Yeah, she, she don't she do that. She needs a watch. She does. She does. She yeah. does. She, she's, she's not going to release any new music. That's not what she does. As for the song, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it sounds like it, it sounds like it wasn't meant to be. Ooh. That's too much. That's, I mean, that's bigger than my shit. Now it wasn't meant to be, bitch. It's like, you're saying the song should have been aborted, girl? Yes. <laughs> oh. And this Ooh. is coming from, like, you know, two, you know, I, like, obviously, two legends. Like, I will always stand, you know, Mariah Carey. And it's just, yeah, it's just that because we have experienced her in her prime and right. on a whole another set of levels it's just like no this just won't do I'm, even you know as a later like it's not even a later hit that's the problem you know like that at least little, yeah. the caution album had you know oh you're talking about wet floor yes <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I can't stand you <laughs> yeah guess what i'm calling it mariah mariah care presents wet floor honey <laughs> what you well, fixing, lana i'm sorry 
Oh, no, I, was I don't know. Oh, sorry, just really quickly. Like, I really thought that, like, because it was, it was like rarity. It's like, oh, maybe just like an unreleased track that she recorded yeah. back in like 1998. So I was like, oh, we can get like old Mariah vocal. But I'm like, no, that's not what this is at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I don't fuck with Mariah after Butterfly. After Mile. Mm-hmm. Just because after 1998, 99, when that bitch came out with that Mariah's theme, I was done. I was like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, honestly, you know, there's two different, there's, there's the R&B, Mary J. Blige, S. Mariah, and then there's, uh, you know, the Balloteer. I like more the Balloteer. I just thought that this was, eh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I would stand for Mariah. Uh, I'm not going to stand for Lauren Hill. I did that once at Afropunk and she didn't show up. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. For me, it's just interesting to know the reason why that thing even happened from the first place because Mariah doesn't need an extra coin like at least she doesn't need it that desperately she's fine she's well off and Lauren doesn't have a reason to like to be on this track for the same reason so why did they put it out what was behind that what's the thought (laughs) why (laughs) you know how sometimes two people get together and go like you know, you should, they're probably at the house drinking wine. Could you imagine if we both came together, Mariah Carey and Lauren Hill, and did a song? Oh, it's going to be a big hit. People will eat that up. Somebody said, I've been like, yeah, girl, in 98. Right. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it feels like they recorded it, but after recording it, they didn't listen to it. Because if they did listen it, maybe they wouldn't release it. Oh, no, they listened to it. They thought it was a hit. That's right. the problem. Is then they had a bunch of another old people out there. They probably had a, a Sherilyn's old ass. Oh yeah, girl, that's a hit. I would buy that. <laughs> you like this bitch is ninety. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, right. I, I give I give them benefit of the doubt. I believe in their good intentions and uh, clear mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wondering since like the track list hasn't been released yet. I, I'm wondering if like it'll be, I think it'd be hilarious if I like, on this album, like Mariah re-recorded Ariana Grande track <laughs> just for just. <laughs> I mean, at this rate, we don't know what's going to be on here. I mean, look, they're they're very, uh, Mariah would never do that. She would never sing next to that girl, just like Barbara Streisand does not sing next to women. Some things, it's true, Barbara never sings next to other women, honey. She would never do that. Mariah, you know what? Hold your pride, bitch. Be like, no. And because as soon as Ariana Grande opens her mouth, girl, Mariah going to be like, Ursula, girl. Get that voice, girl. <laughs> Same bitch. Oh. And put that right in here, honey. Mm-hmm. Although, right. I would tell you that, at least I can understand Mariah, but with Ariana, she hits the notes, but I never understand the words. It's fine, bitch. I can read Ooh. the booklet like I did with Janet. <laughs> <laughs> with Janet, you even needed for the notes, too. Yeah. You're, you're like, line. hold on. Is, is my volume down? What? It's on the max. I still can't hear this whispering bitch. But dance, whole dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Uh, So just like so, let's just do a quick COVID check-in, and then we have some. We have quite a few topics to get into. This week was quite explosive. Oh, lightning! Wow, that was fierce. I love it. Is this also? Is it was a thunderstorm tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn. Well, honey, Lori's coming. Laura, Laura. All right. Well, let's 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 do this before power goes out. So let's do this. All right. COVID check-in. How's everyone doing? <laughs> okay. I had a moment today, but I'm all right. You know, something yeah. just sit at your desk and you just remember you hate people, and, ah. you just, <laughs> and you just go. 
Mm-hmm. And, you well, text your, and you text your good girlfriend like, girl, I hate you. What's wrong? Nothing. I just had a moment. <laughs> I just had to let I did, I did it to Michael. I said, I just had a moment. I just had to let somebody know that. Oh, like, oh, that was okay. all. <laughs> oh, I know what it was, why I had that moment. But if I, was, moment. if I was surprised guest pops up, then, oh, that's a good that's a good frame right there. If I was surprised guest pops up, then uh, you'll see why. Yeah. We but surprised guest? Right. Might. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Um, Duran, what's, what's, what's your COVID check-in? How'd you, how'd you... Um, I've had a lot of moments, but I'm all right. <laughs> all right. Let's just leave it there. Okay. Am I standing still? <laughs> all right. So, uh, Svetlana, how are you and your COVID? Like, how's, how's, how are you doing? I have plenty of antibodies, so I'm invincible, honey. Oh, because <laughs> she's Russian, honey. Are those antibodies from COVID, or is it one of them Russian things? We have the vaccine, honey. We have the vaccine. Right. Okay. Honey, that honey. Yeah, so you never know, honey. You know, them Russians, are sh- them Russians are shifty, girl. I know, you know, we have Russians in West Africa too, in, in, in Liberia. <laughs> both shifty, shifty, no shifty, bitch. Right. <laughs> wow. So, okay, so let's um, start off. Like, so there were basically three big events that happened this week. Um, and Obviously, I think we could. I think you know we're gonna talk about it like you know now before our music, but then I think we can probably continue talking about it because they're just so big. Um, let's start off with one: um, a black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Jacob Blake, was uh, shot. Um, was you know shot by police after trying to break up a argument between two white women. Um, cops were called. If you don't know the story, uh, yeah, cops, were, cops were called. Well, I know they're white women. I shouldn't say that. I don't know they're white women. They're women. Uh, let's just say that. Why not? Everybody's telling false stories these days. <laughs> I'm joking now. Oh, I just realized how I was saying it. I was like, I don't know if they're actually white women. Anyway. Greg Durant's <laughs> blood pressure went up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, the police were called. Um, he, was trying to, he was walking away. And so just de-escalated the situation. Again, he was not involved at all in the situation. He, um, he was trying to walk away. He was trying to get into his car. A cop walked up right beside him, point blank, shot him in the back seven times. He is confirmed as being paralyzed from the waist down. Um, he's he will survive, but again, paralyzed. Um, there's been uh, there's been um, uh, protests in Kenosha. I think on the fourth day now, um, and on the third day, a 17 year old white boy by the name I've actually Kyle. I've got you know his name's not worth mentioning. Um, he brought an AR-15 and decided to take law and order and Blue Lives Matter to his own hands, and he shot three people, killing two Black Lives Matter protesters in the process. In the process, um, yeah, I mean that's like the big story. What, like, what? How are y'all feeling? I mean, this has been a lot, and like also, so like now, like sports teams are protesting. Like the, like pretty much the entire NBA canceled their games yesterday. It sounds like they're doing more. Baseball teams are following suit. It looks like the LA Clippers said they're going to suspend their entire season potentially, and the and the Lakers. I think like it looks like it's a pretty like people are fed up again. And of course, it's all on video, so let's, this is a lot. This is a lot. So what what's what's your thoughts? What's your feelings? Like what do you like? And meanwhile, of course, the RNC is going on, and they don't even mention it. <laughs> oh my God! It's pouring rain outside. I'm so sorry. Yes. Hey, Ron, I see something on your mind. Um, I was just thinking. I was trying to um, look for the um, kid's name. 
But oh, the, oh, the seventeen-year-old. Mm-hmm. I feel the way I felt about this three months ago. I feel the way I felt about this five years ago. I feel the way I felt about this my whole entire life. Yeah, it's just I'm over it. What else can I say? No. What else I can agree. we say or do to this mm-hmm. point? Yeah, I know. How are you, Betty? Well, so I first of all, when I saw the video, I was just kind of like I was paralyzed myself seeing that and also knowing that his children were in the car and mm. they slept. I think they they got it's worse for them because they have like a an extra uh, traumatic experience for the entire life. So like no matter what's gonna happen, they will have that print on them like being the first hand witnesses. That's A. Good. Uh, and then also what I think I don't understand why we're sitting and waiting for certain things to happen. Uh, I think the NBA players should stop not only for one day, they should not play at all till the uh, Congress is going to start passing some legislation. And what I think there should be some kind of reform. One of my ideas for a long time was uh, every single white officer should have a black partner. So at least those, let's see how that would at least start working out. If it's gonna work out or not, because I think it will build up certain, it it will break down certain things, okay? Mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion, at least, like I believe if out of four people in George Floyd's situation, there was at least one black guy, things could have turned very differently. Uh, mm-hmm. In that case, if there, I mean, I don't know what, uh, do we know all the officers in that case, were they all white? No, some of one officers was, was uh, uh, biracial black guy who, funny enough, said he got into law enforcement because he didn't just see more colored people there regulating. The irony of the whole situation with that. Um, but to your point, I think that there needs to be more people policing people. If it's a predominantly black neighborhood, there needs to be predominantly more black cops. Um, it just needs to be a little bit more. It takes the tension away for sure. Yeah, so, but really? the thing about policing that's actually, besides the race issue, is the power issue. Yeah. Oh, so, people, and people over policing in yeah. general. Yeah. The system of it, like it's, it was built upon racism. So people want to dismantle policing. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think, I think the thing too is because, that like. Because, you know, sorry, may I interrupt you for a second? Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes look into the the words and like etymology, 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 whatever. Uh, I'm Russian, I'm an immigrant, so deal with my accent. Uh, so basically, when it says law enforcement, enforcement the law, I don't feel comfortable about it. What I feel comfortable about is protecting the people. That's why I'm saying it should be, like you go from the beginning, from the top, from just, you know, how some people fighting for their pronouns and everything. If we're gonna start structuring and changing the structure, and reform the whole idea, maybe it will sink in to them too that they are not just serving to like DOJ or the president or like the sheriff, that they are there to protect us. So Mm -hmm. they need to uh, deal with any situation uh, to make sure that everyone in the end of the day is safe and sound and the problem is going away. Mm -hmm. Instead of that, they're like, you know what? The person is the problem. So let's shut the person. There will be no problem. No. 
let's mm. put a little more effort to figure out shit. Yeah. I mean, Can I, I think say even, shit on the radio. Yeah, yes, of course. It's internet radio. It's fine. Um, I think related to that point too, I think one of the things, um, like one of the things I could help with that is like if like people live in the communities they police, like I think a big part of it is like if you know your neighbors, like you're probably going to act a certain way, right? And I think that's probably a big part of it. Um, also, I'm in favor of taking away their guns personally. I don't think they should have any guns. Just give them a little baton and a taser and a little taser, call it a day. You don't need no, you don't need no damn gun. <laughs> if you need a gun, call in backup, you know? And like that's because that's a very special group. They're like they like you like, Well, you know what would be would be great to have like layers of again, the structure. If there mm-hmm. was like, okay, the patrol has one kind of uh, uh, mandate and then there's another kind of mandate. And if we're going into the building and someone called uh, we are doing this, but if we did a criminal investigation and we know someone has a gun and drugs there and we're going to raid it, it's a completely different situation, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to really, uh, again, put an effort, put some time and figure shit out. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for me. It's the whole thing is just disheartening because people are not, the, the police who are, they're not training these people properly. And I think people need to be trained. I saw well, this whole thing about this white guy intimidating this, this trying to intimidate this, this lady cop. And he was like walking up to her, like literally walking up to her and she would then shoot him. And it's almost like, it's one of those things where like, I always struggle with the fact that, are they sparing them because they're white or is this person actually more trained? So, so no, so I'm gonna push back. I'm gonna say it's not a training issue because again, you don't see them doing this to white people. They're doing to white people the that's, same that's way. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like issue. I saw, I, I see some people, like I said, this lady who was with this big guy mm-hmm. and he was like coming to her, charging her, and she was back up, back up, sir, back up, sir, back up, sir. And I think she like shot him in the leg. But I was like, if this man was getting this car, why are you shooting in the back? Why can't you shoot him in his leg? I stun him. Like, well, this four of you, you like you have so many options. That's why I go like, if it was two people and you was hustling and you were fighting, and you you shot him and wounded him, I'd be like, okay. But mm-hmm. when there's four of you and you know that even if he took out the knife and sliced you in the arm, there's three other people that can shoot him. Why right. shouldn't seven times? Right. So also pushing back on that too. So just to say too, like when but when they're trained with guns, they're trained they're they're trained to shoot to kill. Like they're not trained to shoot to disarm. Like they're not they're not trained to shoot the leg. They're trained to like kill you. So that's the problem too. I, I think just give away their guns. Like they don't need guns. Personally. No, I think I, I think they I think they need guns, but they need to train people correctly. Because but like, I think but, like, like, but the training is like they kill. Need. I mean, but the thing is they're gonna the thing is like they're gonna treat black people like people brown people a certain way. Like it's not like, it doesn't matter the training. Training for three months I'm, isn't gonna change that. Like they just need I, that. I think, I'm I think another... besides the training, there should be maybe some kind of like a checkup and evaluation regularly because like, you know, how, uh, you know, a lot of people go to school doesn't mean that they're going to graduate, they all right. graduate, but not necessarily sink in in their head. So if you regularly uh, re, um, revisit certain things, maybe it will sink in. Let me put it this way. What I'm saying, Micah, is the fact that I say training can do something is the fact that if you're not training somebody to kill, let's say I'm, a, I'm hypothetically, I would never be a police officer. Um, if you're training me and some way and you train me how to disarm and like de-escalate the situation without killing somebody, 
-hmm. if that's my training, that like that is literally my training. No matter what's happening, we're fighting. I'll find a way to shoot the person in the leg, the arm, or somewhere. Instead of like, I'm just gonna train you right. to kill you. But I know what you mean. You're saying that the person literally wants to kill the person to begin with. Right. Well, also I know like, where you are. Well, also because like it's like. I've never, I haven't really operated a gun before. Like it's like outside video games, but like it's really okay, hard okay. to aim for a leg and like- And if you're trained properly, girl, and I mean, it depends like what, what type I mean, of weapon that's you like, carry. That's like, that's like snipers, like that's military, which in which case I say- That's what- Let the military keep the guns because they get trained for years. They but train that's for, what I'm saying is like but in the training police, aspect- yeah, police, police are only trained for like, what, like four or five weeks? Like- that's, the be, that's what I'm saying. The police should be trained like the military. That's what I'm saying. The training should be or, the same. Or, 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 hear me out. Is that the I same? I didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm from a different country. I know for us, oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> beat the hell out of them and leave them in the ground. <laughs> well, first of all, we, we do have our problems with the police, and they are like abusing the power. And I will tell you this: like me being white as the snow. I also experienced my problems with the police and I think it was uh, it was a while ago. I lived in the South and I think the problem was the accent. Once you give them kind of like a hint of like what we can get you on, that's a different mm -hmm. like- Yeah, the South is a whole different situation. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, like, like if they know they can uh, mess with you, I'm gonna use that uh, verb. I wanna use the Ooh. other one. Uh, no, please, they, please. <laughs> oh, if they want to fuck with you, they're gonna fuck with you. Uh, if, hey, can you cuss on here? The the people. It's also like one of the human natures, uh, especially people who go to like certain places of work. Once they get in the power, they sometimes feeling like you know life is not so good at home, and they're gonna abuse it. Is it right? No, but it's happening. So like right. we really have to understand the reality that people tend to abuse power. That's totally. why it's so important to kind of like have uh, yeah, some of kind course. of check. Totally. And I think also to that point too, I think they've shown studies that like cops are like two to four times more likely to be domestic abusers and things like that. So like it's- Absolutely. So like there's like also personality type that goes into being a cop. And there's also just like that power that comes with it that also contributes into that. So I think- I we, think you should be at the academy for one year. I think you need more than that. I think you want about me. I think you should at least be at the academy for one year. And what I mean is to learning the logistics of how to shoot, how to like literally learning the technique. So, Wait, don't they don't have a police academy? I thought I thought I thought the no, they have a police like, academy. No, <laughs> <laughs> they have a police academy, but three to four so, weeks does not make you a law officer. So I'm gonna push back on you. So to be a lawyer, it takes three years. Why should it only take you one year, like six weeks or a year to be a cop? No, no, like, no, no. I said no to the academy, just the, because when you, when you go into law school, you have to go through undergrad first and then you go to law school. Right, I right. Mean, like, you, you go to the academy a, first and not, not be on the street you, in a year. You don't year. even need an undergrad to become a cop. So that's the thing too. Like, that's what I'm trying to say, yeah. We need more. We need, like, I think it's usually, you, you should need a college degree and then some to be a cop. You also like, just need overall more accountability. More accountability when shit yeah, does that exactly. does happen. I exactly. think there should be a there should be just like law school or just like any other degree you have. There should be if you're going to be a police officer, you should have a degree in sociology and or criminal justice and or there should be certain degrees that go towards a certain law enforcement thing. And you have to graduate school with that degree specifically because you know if it's like okay, I want to be in law enforcement, so you're going to have to take 
certain hours of law and certain hours of sociology and all of that because it's what you're dealing with not mm -hmm. just like oh i'm going to be a cop and then after you graduate from there so let me rephrase that because we're saying the same thing after you graduate from that your high school college with that degree then you mm -hmm. go into training for the technique the technical aspect it's like singing oh, how to hit this note how to do this you, you have you can learn that type of shit because people in the military fucking learn it right. once you learn that and then you have a six-month period where you're in the field with an experienced person who's been through it and do that and then by the time you get to like a doctor you feel police you know what to do so even if you're one of those crazy ass motherfuckers who is a biased person, a person who's biased and educated sometimes, they would think, think twice because they're not just going to kill you. They'd right. be like, okay, if I shoot this motherfucker right here, even though I shot him because I didn't need to shoot him, I still got to look clean about it. Right. You know? The well, education also, too, like, I, think I think to expect them to have such, like, such a background of education, it's, it's kind of not realistic. But we should make uh, it. it. That's the thing. It, it, it would be, it's like, you know, there's, there are things like, yeah, ideally that would be great, but then how much, like with all of that preparation, then the, the pay of theirs should be going like up and up and up. So people actually want to do that. So I'm gonna push back on you. qualified for this, you know? I'm gonna push back on you because teachers don't get paid that much and they have to like get master's degrees. So I'm gonna push back and say, they don't need that kind of pay. Yeah, it's all about well, that's, that, that, I just want to say this really quickly, really quickly. The name of the shooter, his name is Kyle Rittenhouse. We want Thank everyone you. to know that. Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 years old. Also, he drove across state lines to do this. Keep that in mind. So I, I, I think with teachers, it's a whole different uh, thing. Like ah, they are that's, clearly, that's why I'm not a teacher now. Not because I can't spell, but that's because they <laughs> pay me right. Uh -huh. they, they, they are clearly... Uh, underpaid here, overworked. I have said it uh, about a couple of uh, uh, different professions in this country. Uh, I mean, every country has their problems. I know in Russia, for instance, the police officers getting really, really little. That's why uh, the whole system is so corrupt, and that's why they will be throwing your bags of cocaine somewhere and finding things and uh, coming to you. And now, now, now wait, my cocaine. Oh, girl, that's savage. Okay, you know, America, we don't even do that here. How? Dare you throw away my cocaine, sir? How no, no, no. They will throw it to you. They will like kind of like oh. you know make up the case. They have. Oh. I know it's happening here as well. Oh. But but no, the difference in Russia right now, like since I left, uh, I believe now the police officers can actually without an order, a court order, come into your apartment because well, again, if you look at some militaristic regimes and. Russia is not militaristic, but very close to it. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of abuse power, abuse power there is bonkers. Abuse of power. They said we don't eat ham, but we do eat bacon. <laughs> Russia is, it's like we're not yeah. military. We're not like China military, but we're like you know, right? We don't eat like that type of military. <laughs> it's it's wild in those streets. Let me tell you, it's wild I'm, in those streets, and it's even like there, there was a comedy show. Uh, basically almost like SNL with like sketches and one of the sketches is this uh, very poor police officer from like a small uh, town in Russia and he basically comes home and tells his wife what he did today that's illegal to bring Brad home so it's kind of funny that a, a law wow. person does illegal stuff to oh, wow. make his deals you know so, mm. so it's not just us 
That's a that's mess. a that's a mess. satire in in bad form. Wow. Um. So we're gonna we're, like I'm loving this conversation. We're gonna move to our, our music break because we're popping so much. Yeah. Um. But to, like lead into it. So um. So there was an announcement this week. I guess maybe it was yesterday. Um. Duran, please vote me if I'm wrong. Um. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. I believe it was, uh, no, not birthday, but like the anniversary of her passing. Yeah, um, was, so, um, so August twenty fifth. Thank you. Um, Aaliyah's music is allegedly now going to finally be available on streaming sites after her death. They're working on it. That's what they say. They're working out the details, negotiations. I guess. I mean, I don't know how hard that is, but apparently, I guess it's really difficult. Gotcha. Um, because you know when the the her main songwriters is um behind the bars for touching on the girls. I'm sorry, oh, touching, yeah. touching on girls, not the girls. Wait, no, no, no. But like, but yes, but like her second album, like her second and third. That's album, only the first album. That's only yeah. the first album. No, and, and no, no, no. Like the first al- is only the first album that you know the the R. Kelly is on, and that album is on Spotify. Right. No, but what There's I'm no saying is he he uh he he did write a couple of things for her later. Um, but you know, that's I mean, you know, the music business is a very much in that way. So her estate and the, the record company, whoever they, they are, yeah, it's I mean, but I'm I'm happy that they're releasing, you know, her her yeah. music. Me too. So hopefully it'll be available for the end of the year. I mean, the, yeah. I mean they, they, prom- they promised it the January for her birthday. That didn't happen. So right, uh, right. So this music break is the holy trinity of R and B um, princesses of that late 90s era, uh, mid to late 90s era. So we have Randy sitting up in my room, we have Monica's The First Night, and we have Aaliyah's Are You That Somebody. I wanted to pick more up-tempo songs from this um, trio, because initially I did have ballads and you know slow jams. Thank you. Like, nah, we need more up-tempo music this week. Yes, we do. All right, guys, um, go make yourself a cocktail, or make yourself some lunch um, or brunch, or whatever it may be. Um, we listen to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be back in a moment. Enjoy this music break.
Baby girl. 
You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Oh, I forgot how much I love Are You That Somebody? <laughs> oh, good. Such this a great such, song. It's such a great song. Um, yeah. Like, I'm actually looking it up. Well, you know, I also have YouTube music. Well, formerly Google Play music, but they're, they're discontinuing it on YouTube Honey, music. I have to have Google, Google, uh, YouTube music. Uh, you know, I'm a uh, Galaxy boy, so they, they were like, um, girl, that play, that's going away. Yeah. Right. Like by it's the way, it's kind of better F- actually. You know, in a way, it's cute. Way. It's a cuter face. Um, because okay, so, uh, well, okay, I'm gonna get really nerdy for a second. So if you had Google Play Music before, what you, what you could do is upload all your music to the cloud, and you could have it on Google Play Music. So that's why I had it because you just play your music that you have, which was great. Yeah. So if it's all been migrated over to YouTube Music, if you have it, but I think if you're a new YouTube Music person, you can't get it at all. I'm not too sure. No, it literally migrated my whole. It migrated everything for me. Like it's great. everything, everything came, everything came down. It was so nice. I it love was it. so nice. I'm literally about to download all my music, all my Leah to download. So I have it since the moment. So it's not on Spotify yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it was funny because like we were playing, are you that somebody on Spotify? But it's from like yeah. the Annabelle playlist. Like, yeah. Annabelle. They, 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 they like sneak it on there. I shouldn't be saying this on. Yeah. I don't know how well, they do You don't say it, honey. Right. I was looking at that. So why is it on Annabelle? Right. Uh, they got they got Christ. certain songs that don't like have like you know like the actual like albums or whatnot on it. Right. Mm-hmm. That was funny. But, I was like, um, that is not of Christ, honey. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, thank you for the music break. Great song collection. Yeah, I just wanted to play a tribute to them because you know Aaliyah is the 19th anniversary of Aaliyah's passing, and you know Brandy and Monica are also doing their verses this upcoming Monday. So yeah. Great. That's gonna be a good versus, honey. That's gonna be cute. But your camera is killing me. Right. I was like, if you don't go somewhere and sit down. Bitch. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to plot flag it like my phone. It better be hand. quiet in that room you're in. It looks loud. It's fine. Girls have done a lot worse than this doing while we're taping. Baby. Ooh. You know, that's why we don't have to show uh, uh, visually. Because, no, no ma'am. Nope. No Pam. No sides. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a few minutes left before the next second hour. Um, just to wrap it up, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, what gets, do you want to talk about the RNC? Do you want to talk about the RNC? Yeah, because if we can like limit that to like five, five minutes, exactly. six minutes, that'd be exactly. great. Because we're going to start our second hour in literally five minutes. So yeah. let's talk about the RNC. Um, have y'all seen any of the clips? I'm not sure y'all to watch because I have not what watched. Is, what is Rita's repulse, Rita Repulse's name, real name? Um, her name, so she is the ex-wife mm. of Gavin Newsom. Her name. I know her name. Her name is Kim Guilfoyle. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good Boy. one. Are you Mother had a piece of energy in her. Okay. That don't make I no mean, damn sense. You know, as a girl who has never done cocaine today, <laughs> I recognize that I was like, oh, this she got that good shit, honey. She said, oh, yes. I said, ooh. I said, well, she at Liza's house. Okay. Well, <laughs> Allegedly. 
they were saying, <laughs> they were saying the same thing about Donald Trump Jr. Like, oh yeah, he had a sweat. He was doing the no, sweat. his eyes. I felt like he needs bison or something or even stronger stuff because I was like, mm. or you have a pink eye or you have a sty. Something's problematic and not right here. Yeah, okay. I think there's something going on. But um, so and I'm um, not a doctor. <laughs> Thank you for prefacing that. <laughs> but um, I think um, what's her name? Amanda O'Day. What's Audra O'Day? Audra O'Day. That's no, Audra O'Day's a singer girl. Shit. Who was his ex from Dandy Kane? You know the Aubrey. Aubrey. He, did, he did. He did date Aubrey all day. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mr. Ron, I'm so sorry for my comment last week, girl. You should be. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm just sorry for my comment next week if he dated her. Yeah, no, he dated her. So she had a whole story on Twitter about like, well, you know, I've never actually seen him do lines, but <laughs> it was just like about how he does all these other drugs. So I better be frozen yeah. on here. Yeah. So she was lighting him up. Um, also, Aubrey, Aubrey O'Day is following me on Twitter, y'all. I'm so excited. She followed you? Yay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who followed you, Aubrey O'Day? Why? I, I like I like tweeted it. I tweeted her. She followed me back. Aww. Oh, bless her heart. Dorothy should tweet her. She'll follow you too. Somebody mm-hmm. asked to. Ooh, um, know, so. a lot of people do. Actually, yeah, she is. She is. Oh, I'm not on Twitter, so you know, girl, I had no followers. I only have Jennifer Hudson <laughs> following me. That's it. Oh, oh, oh that's good. I have Tay Diggs. I have Tay Diggs, but everybody got Tay Diggs. <laughs> Like, I just have Jennifer Hudson following. You don't have Fantasia to follow me? Oh, that's right. She's singing at the apartment complex. Over. I, I love Fantasia, by the way, but I was just in a music video with Jennifer Hudson a couple years ago, and after that, she added me. What? Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Do tell. Fuck the RNFC. Yeah, RNFC was crazy, girl. Yeah, great. So. Well, uh, there's two a minutes. music video, Go All Night. It's Oregon City and uh, Jennifer Hudson. And because of uh, some of my sexual encounters, I got the call being the music video. I was like, okay. Uh, so I came and it's Jennifer Hudson. And my only came and Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. You didn't even know we said that. And, and we, were, <laughs> we were kicking and I was shading Beyonce and she really loved that. So that's how we bonded. Wow. This is good tea. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you supposed to spill that? Oh, oh, oh. oh bitch. It was right after Beyonce, I think, was on VMAs for like 15 minutes. She did that. Do you remember? Like, she had that yeah, performance. Yeah. Oh, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was ridiculous. Who needs 15 minutes if you're like, I don't remember what I even said, but I really like. Yeah, that's that Russian in you right there. You don't, you don't have no fucking filter. No, I, I don't. Let's try chewing ice. We're about to start the second hour. Time is just flying by. So uh, we'll be back. We'll be right back after this short message. And you're listening to Queer State of Mind. Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Look at God. Getting merch. I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm -hmm. He's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I see what you did there. You did what I did there. And I appreciate it. 
it's amazing. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh! do need to calm down. They're doing the most. All right. What is happening? What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, nah, this is my good Judy. This what the fuck you mean. Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the messy hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome oh back to Oh my goodness. That is yes. crazy. Well, Miss Stoli, continue, please, before your interview. I need to know the rest of the story. Okay. Uh, so basically, uh, it, it's who was there? There was uh, me, um, Miss Fame, Daryl Thorne, um, and Ebony Excel, and I believe that's it, uh, and a bunch of people who were just like representing nightlife, but we were the ones who were like getting ready together. So if you watch the video, you can see me in my old wig and my old uh, crochet dress. Uh, Tell those Russian wigs, girl. <laughs> those are not Russian, okay? You know, you know those, what the Russian those, wig is, bitch, the Russian drag wig. You know that wig. Well, it's blonde. Okay, I will give you that. <laughs> no, I know what that uh, bitch. I know what that wig looks like. I love my blonde wig, but it was from Harlem, and it was made by uh, Chinese people. Okay, it, it <laughs> was made where it's coming it, from. It you know was from probably Kazakhstan, bitch. Don't play. So technically, you have to know where your wigs, good wigs, coming from. Yes. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I don't remember how I shaded her, but basically, yeah, I shaded Beyonce in just like a jokey way, and she was really enjoying it. And the thing was, my only kind of first uh, um, uh, opinion about Jennifer Hudson was built on Dreamgirls and the character she was playing, the Appy. And so I always thought she's a bitch, but when we were on a, 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 on a shoot, she was very, very shy and very, very nice and polite. And I was like... What? And it really changed my perspective. And then she was like kicking with us and laughing and all of that. And I was like, wow, she's actually a nice person, you know? That's makes, that <laughs> makes me feel good because it's good to know that people, I think for celebrities that do that, it's just good because they really, that, that makes it better for them. You're having well, a good that, time. Right. Uh, and I mean, you know, like I also done SNL with Katy Perry. And when we were waiting for her to come in the middle of the night when she but was one of the queens. Oh yeah, but well, when, go ahead, when go ahead, Duran. they they were making us wait for so long because I think her like uh, flight was delayed and whatever. And like after midnight, we were sitting waiting there, and of course, all of us were like over it. When she came, she came to each and every one of us, and she asked our names, and she gives us hugs, and she said thank you so much for staying longer and all of that. She's very respectful, and like oh, wow. I also didn't really have an opinion on Katy Perry because I was like, okay, she has a couple of songs. I'm not a huge fan. I'm here for a chat, but then. And I was like, damn, the girl is, and, and it actually really changes you. Like, uh, and like certain moments. Your opinion of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she bought me, she bought me. And you know, what's also good about her. She really knew what she wants and how she wanted. So she was talking to the director and I was like, this white girl is a boss ass bitch. And she is, she's there. It's not just like, you know, no personality girl, just, wearing a dress and doing what they've been 
tall to do. Wow. She actually doing things for herself, and that's why I have huge respect for her. Wow, that's awesome, Duran. You got to do the uh, interview. No, we're gonna do. Uh, you want to do the song, the throwback track? Or you want to do the interview oh, yeah, now? Throwback track, girl. I forgot. Yes. Oh, child. You. Oh, you picked. Mm. Oh, so song. yes, uh, Miss Carmo. Um, can you introduce this throwback track? And when we get back, we're going to interview Miss Stoley. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. Cool. Um, Ms. Carmel, uh, you want to introduce the oh, show? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. So this song is actually by one of my favorite artists that uh, I discovered a long time ago, like 2005, uh, named Royston Murphy. Um, she became famous in America for Ramalama Bang Bang um, off the Ruby Blue album, which was like her second or third album. But she did a song with this group called The Croakers. And it's called Royalty. And when I tell you, there's songs that are for Shuck and Buck. And my sister that was supposed to be on here, Anissa Love, who is one of my best friends of over 20-something years, um, Kari Kerning, who um, Svetlana is doing the show with. This is Kari's auntie. Yes. One of her grand aunties, one of the girls that, you know, put her up in the geese, honey. Mm -hmm. You know, because Kari's Nina's daughter, and that's Nina, Anissa and Nina are sisters. So, um... And Anissa was a dancer. I'm, I'm not talking like, you know, these girls that say they're dancers, but they can't dance to do a regular wind-up. She was actually a dancer in the vein of Kennedy Davenport, Sahara Davenport, the Davenport dynasty in that sense. A dancer, drag dancer. Shuck and buck. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the songs she did, honey. Um, no, girl, uh, no, it's a wind-up type, honey. One of those, honey. Okay. The, hitch, the hitch kick to the back, honey. So, and this one of the big songs she, when she when she did, uh, let me put a little bit of my sister's tea out there. When my sister had a lot of inspiration, okay. about five or six things of inspirations after she had stood in line, she, she, she got this song all the way together. Wow. So, this is uh, Royalty by Royce, um, the Crookers featuring Royce and Murphy. Yes. Yes. You're here. I love that song. I can let you have, I can let you have, I can let you have, I can let you have your way. I can let you have, I can let you have, I can let you have, I can let you have your way.
Okay, so we're going to start off with like, you know, we're going to go back to the beginning. I want to know what inspired you to do drag. Okay, that's a very interesting question. The thing is, I always thought that I'm really built for it. 
because I mean, I'm size six in men's shoes. So I'm like, I'm a woman, yeah. I'm a Cinderella. I always call myself Cinderella <laughs> man. Size six in men's shoes? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm five five. I'm five five. Uh, the, the height, my height. I'm very, I'm very tiny, you know, I'm petite. Best things come in small packages. Not all the small packages should be good, but yeah. overall the package is small. You know, Except <laughs> but uh, so basically the, we can say I started doing drag when I was four years old because there is a footage of me. I always was going for like female parts, uh, not female parts. Like For female roles, you know, for gotcha. female roles. So like when I was a kindergarten, when we did a show, I wanted to be a, uh, a, that like a uh, agitated neighbor who would come and say, bitches, you better be quiet. So th that's where the sass were coming. In the kindergarten play? Uh, <laughs> what? I said in the kindergarten play? <laughs> Yeah. Well, she's always been artistic, you know? So then in middle school, I was in a camp and in a summer camp. And one of the contests for the mister of the summer camp was to feel like a woman. So you have to dress up and feel the pain of being a woman. And since I was the only one who was able to wear heels, all the guys were wearing makeup and like kind of skirts and yada, yada, yada. They couldn't wear heels. I was the only one in high stilettos. And what? then after that, I, I, I kind of ended up in the top two. And the last thing was uh, to do a dance off. So this guy is standing in sneakers in a, like a dress and I'm standing in a mini skirt like tight mini skirt, like almost a pencil skirt and stilettos. And I started dancing and it was outside. So I was like on the concrete. I danced so hard that the sparks were coming out of the floor and my like, my yes. stilettos. Yeah, yes. it, it, was, it was insane. So after that, people really like how I, I did that. They asked me in the end of the, uh, of the summer camp to do a, a gala uh, and do a little gala. number as as that kind of like a character and then it just like opened the door and even though i was in a homophobic russia there is a very different approach to drag drag considered to be like you can do drag and it will it's not considered to be a part of gay culture it's a part of drag it's the art. As a separate entity yes uh, art, interesting. Uh, you can be you can be straight and do drag mm. and also like think about it if you look at the theater how many uh, roles in the theater uh, right. could be played by men. And actually, the original, if you go to Shakespearean right. times, Yeah, all... that's, what was, that's why Drake yeah, exactly. name, Drake. Yeah. So all of that was kind of like the inspiration behind, let's say, right. and when I came to, to New York, that was one of the obvious choices for me for the profession. Gotcha, so, gotcha. That's... Everyone was like, you have so much to say about other drag queens, maybe you should try it. <laughs> yeah, like put yourself in these shoes, literally stilettos. I love that. That's a great segue into like, um, what would you describe drag, you know, holistically as being? You know, if you if you can give it a definition. I know oh it's a tough God. question. It's a layered question. It it, it 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 is. I mean, I really respect all the kind of drag uh, mm. 
if, if you're really convinced in your drag and if you're selling it, it's like with any art, mm. to be honest. Like, if it's a quality stuff, it's a quality stuff and I'm buying it. If it's not, it's not. So I'm not interested, you know? So if right, you're not buying you. it, I'm not buying it either. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, originally I wanted, I never wanted to be like a fishy, uh, like, more female looking person. I always wanted to be more like, uh, kind of like club kitty and everything. Like, okay. And is, like, is that how you would um, describe your drag? No, because I wanted to be over the top, but when I yeah, moved to New yeah, York sure. and I started doing it, everyone was saying, no, 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 no. You're small, you have uh, high cheekbones and everything. You can be really pretty and uh, uh, really fishy, and that's how you're going to get the gigs. So please do that. And I was like, okay, well, I guess. So I just followed that. And it's kind of like, even though they put me in the box, right. I kind of like unpacked myself throughout the years and just like created my own niche because uh, I would say I am the most uh, rated art performer in New York mm -hmm. City, especially in Manhattan, because I really uh, don't filter a lot of things. You, I, I mean, people do some crazy stuff in Brooklyn and there are people very outspoken, but I never, I, I don't know, I think I'm better. Oh, and, and even if I didn't think, uh, well, mm -hmm. if I didn't think I'm better, why would the fuck? You know? Right. What is the aspect of your drag that you think that makes you better? Uh, I think with my background and not only like that I'm a trained actor and I have masters in musical theater. Thank you so much. I'm a Fulbright scholar. Um, <laughs> Not a journalism. <laughs> I also, like, you know, I've been around the block. I, I have a big experience, like just living experience. And also I'm coming from a very different culture uh, and incorporating all of that in my points of view and also doing it, I'm not just doing it because I want to do it. I'm coming and doing it because I want you to receive certain, uh, some kind of message. And it's important for me that you will receive it. And then after all, it will be important to me to know how did you receive it, you know? A lot of people do it and just like throw it there and they're like, this is the way I express myself. Well, good for you, honey. Right. I'm not coming out dressing up. That's not just, that's just not me. Right. I'm not saying don't do it. That's, right. I'm not doing it myself. That's gotcha. And what, what would you think is, what would you say is like the holistic message of your, of your drug? Uh, I think don't take life too seriously, but also mm. think about things that go around, you know? Gotcha. So it's basically find a little bit, uh, uh, find some joy in what's happening, but also come out after the show and still think about something what's going on in the world. Like actually really think it's, uh, because for me, I always wanted to do theater. It just uh, happened that I started doing drag and it wasn't like, oh, you know, I went to so many auditions, I never got a part. I never went to fucking auditions, okay? Uh, I came to New York City, I applied for political asylum and I couldn't work for six months legally. So because I was surrounded by queens. They were like, well, just do a number and you'll be getting paid in cash gotcha. and you'll collect the tips. And then it just stuck to me, you know? Oh, wow. Got you, got you. And how long, how long ago have you been doing drag? How long uh, ago did you start doing drag, sorry? I mean, like, um, like professionally. 
professionally, I think it's going to be like seven years. Uh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, since gotcha. 2013, seven years. You're still oh, wow. a baby queen. Can I ask him a question real quickly? And I want to just put this sure. out there. Go ahead. What I really like enjoyed about it is because John knows that I am. A just explain who John is, you know, to like the listeners who oh, that's Kari, might not understand. Kari Kerning, who is his partner in the show to have coming up. Yeah. Um, um, it's his partner. So Kari knows that I am a drag fiend. And so therefore, I don't like to see queens that are not good. I'm from the Midwest. I'm used to Midwest drag, Texas drag, and Chicago drag. Those bitches do drag on a whole nother level. You all think New York drag is good? Those bitches do drag on a level that is like, holy shit. So when he was like, I like, he's like, you should come to Spirit you would like her. So when he said that, I said, okay, bitch. I said, you know, I don't like a lot of these queens out here with this lipstick and eyeliner, this Forever 21 dress girl. I said, you know, I like drag, bitch. I like a drag. I like the men in dresses. Like, no, no, no. She's good. And I can say from a viewer standpoint, the thing I enjoyed the most about you was you have good hosting skills. Mm -hmm. You go along very, very, very well. You do, you do. You yes. remember that you are a man in a dress. That's important because there's, there, there, you know, there's the drag queens and there's females impersonator. I grew up around a lot I, of the female impersonators with the trans girls that they drag and the, and, and the, uh, the, the boys that they drag. Um, so I was just, I'm just saying that I thought you, just did, you did a really, really good job. Thank you. The last time we saw you at that um, drag brunch, I promise you I was not messy at the, that day at all. Um, but anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I had a great time. Thank you for bringing me on stage. You know? Yes, because right. I, I was not finna do it. You, you were trying to get me to go on stage, and I'm just like, no. Baby, you still have to convince Micah to go on stage. Micah ain't no about Exactly, exactly. Yeah, speaking, of, speaking of oh. stages. We are in the era of COVID-19 and COVID-19 fucked shit up, you know, Miss Stoli. Right. So what challenges are you, have you been facing as a drag queen in the era of coronavirus? Well, here's the thing. I'm not uh, uh, seated at home in front of the camera queen. I'm also mm. don't consider myself a makeup queen, even though, although I know how to do makeup. It's not what I get off on. This gotcha. is not something like I really enjoy doing. It's like... I do it. I do it sometimes well, sometimes not. I'm very open and honest about it. Uh, sometimes I get inspired, but I would never go out of my way just to see play there uh, with makeup because this is not what kind of artist I am. So mm. for me, it was kind of like hard to, I, I knew that I have to adapt to a new reality. Gotcha. I was a little lazy because I thought that's not going to last as long as it lasted and continue mm. lasting. Um, uh, so, like, after two months of basically not doing anything, I decided to do a, a digital show on Instagram. But the problem is with those shows is um, being a person with theater background, especially coming from Russia, we love the discipline. So I don't like when you're tuning in and tuning out, and I see you coming and going, and then uh, I see my friends tuning in and tuning out after like 30 minutes I already started the show, and I want to continue, continue doing something, but I still kind of want to acknowledge them. It's all very distracting. It kind of reminds me why I don't necessarily love performing at the bars, but I like dinner theater. Because I don't like when people come in between, uh, of like in the middle of the show. I want you to experience, because I actually put gotcha. a thought into it and I try to create a narrative when I'm on stage and like what we're doing, especially when I had my solo shows uh, at Boots and Saddles, uh, rest in peace, the place. Yes. Uh, 
Um, oh, and Boots Saddles is also, you know, on the therapy list too? Well, no, Boots and Saddle was done yeah. uh, a long time ago. Like, oh, yeah, like that's right. That's two correct. Two or three yeah. years. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so so basically, I used to do a show called Drama Queen, and every week my yes. show would have, would have a chapter. I would call Drama Queen Chapter One, la la la, and it would have a theme, and the entire two hour show would be around one theme. And I would be talking, so I don't need you to come an hour later and be like, oh, why the fuck she's doing James Bond songs? Because the theme is James Bond songs, okay? I it, must I'm, say. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a, a secret age, agent uh, 069, and those are two <laughs> my uh, special guests, and they are villains. So get into it. If you weren't here from the beginning, I have no time to remind you. You know, mm-hmm. so that's also one of the reasons. Uh, another reason why not, why I feel not doing uh, Instagram shows anymore because I feel uh, for, for us queens, it's mm-hmm. very degraded, and degraded in not a way like we degrade ourselves being slots on stage and all of that. It's very degraded to our art because you are not really paying attention. You tune in whenever you want. You leave whenever you want to. Also, we're doing it for free. No bar, no one pays us. And even though we want to put our art out there, we also want to get paid because we are doing this stuff cost money the wigs the makeup is expensive so um where can people find you you know in the era of covid right now well so uh because of that i decided to do a zoom show and you can purchase your ten dollar it's just a ten dollar ticket on Eventbrite and I was talking to Carrie and because we did a Sunday show and it was crazy busy brunch at Lucky Chang's that will come eventually back. Uh, I thought it should be something uh, on Sunday and also I had a very crazy idea about doing some Christian uh, slash nasty stuff. So it's like, (laughs) it's it's good good old Christian, but with like a very spicy stuff in it. Uh, and I was like, how about we're going to call it Sunday Mass? And we spell Mass with E. So it's kind Love of that. like Cute. a play on words. So if you put Sunday Mass, spelled with E, dot eventbrite.com, you can purchase your $10 tickets and see that show on August 30th at 7 p.m. Got you, got you. So I recently, um, this is a quick little, you know, peg here, did a, a, a feature on RuPaul's Drag Race. And, you know, um, I, it featured Nina West and some other queens, East Coast queens. And it was, it was on how, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race reshaped the drag culture. Uh, drag culture. And it's all, it was also about, you know, the challenges that, you know, giant queens are facing, you know, these days, you know, in the era of COVID, you know, diversity issues, bars closing, you know, the the standard systemic racism, you know, of the bar system. So we uh, we, we took a, a, a dive into the challenges that drag queens are facing. And the, the feature that I did for the Tilt uh, feature, Nina West and um, a Philadelphian queen who, you know, calls herself the, the tri-state tribal queen, Vinchelle and Pixie Avatora uh, and uh, Valencia exclamation point, who's going to be in this upcoming um, documentary called, you know, um, All Stars, the Changing Face of Drax, which, you know, will highlight the, the how Jack culture has changed in the last decade because of the show. So I wanted to ask you, Miss Stoli, do you feel like in order to take your career to the next level, do you think that you need to be on the show, Drag Race? 
it would be easier. It's gotcha. definitely a shortcut. It's definitely mm -hmm. a shortcut yes, to like a, a mm -hmm. bigger audience. Uh, it's definitely something I would probably enjoy because I think with me being unfiltered and we, with me being uh, uh, an, a political refugee and immigrant from a, a country, and I'm real Russian, unlike Katya, uh, who I love dearly, but that's a character. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I would be like a reality TV goal. You know, but if it's not happening, you know what? I went to school for theater and when I didn't get a part, I remember gotcha. one of my classmates wrote me a greeting card saying, if you're not getting a part, write something for yourself to play. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. You still can, you, so you, have can you... Be, you can be a legend in your own right. Look at the... Look at Jackie Beat, Coco Peru, uh, mm. Sherry Vine. All these yeah, things yeah. Yeah. created before the show. Of right. course, being on the show would help you, like, amazing. Right, right. And have you auditioned for the show? I did this time, and I didn't get a call, and I was very... Season 12. <laughs> season 12. You, you auditioned for season 12. For season 13. That's currently... Oh, this upcoming season. Oh. So I'll say this much real quickly. The one thing I do love about your performance is the performance. I love Drag Race as a show, but I was, I didn't, didn't know this, I was like with the Queens way, 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 way back in the day, girl. Late 90s, early 2000s, was dancing background for the Queens at the, at the, big, at the big pageants. So I, I know all the vintage Queens, the middle of the vintage Queens. So the thing I love about Drag was the fact that someone like you have all the personality, but you're doing the work. My only issue is some of these girls get on here. I always say, I always say this: all drag is valuable, all drag is not good. Right. I, I will agree. say that the queens it's, that it's, I it's interviewed, it's an art form. It's an the, art form. Know your queens, art form well. The queens that I interviewed definitely, definitely work hard and definitely oh, talk about bro. all the challenges. Yes, yes, yes yeah. all of them. Yeah. And it's one of the things where, like, they're and they're all different too. So, right. yeah, there are yeah. people I see that I think should have the highest form, but they're not. And that's the thing about TV versus real life. Take, for example, Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy Davenport is one of the best drag queens you ever I met. Love I love her. I love her. Before that. But TV did not really mesh for her per se. But oh, like Roxy Andrews, who is Roxy Andrews, who is the epitome of drag. She is the drag queen's drag queen. You know, right. in that sense. Um, but the people who are used to the old school aspect of actually learning how to perform and know your audience, like you said, Payne, putting a thought process in your show. Mm -hmm. are not really rewarded for, you know, like, you have to be on TV and do this and do that. Yeah, it's but about the fashion I, queens on Instagram, yeah. too. And yeah. I think that for you know, me... The, for problem is, the problem is the challenges. The show actually doesn't necessarily line up with what we do. Like, for instance, yeah. I've been in situations when I would wake up and I used to have, like, a very early uh, brand show before this uh, uh, latest brand show. I used to have a very early brunch and I, I love my beauty rest, right? Beauty sleep. So I would paint in a cab. So like the challenges that are actually right. important, like, like you have uh, 30 sure. minutes in a cab, do it. It's very much yeah. like- Paint your face. Right. Or like, uh, you know, uh, uh, get dressed in the back of the cab, something like that. Stuff that actually can happen or you got booked, you have to do a one-woman show. Do it. It's very much like if you look at Top Chef, they don't do stupid shit. No. They actually have to utilize oh. their skills. Right, right. right. So, I, I wanted to ask you this. Like, as a New York queen, um, have yeah. you benefited at all from, like, queens who 
have come into the bar, whatever local bar you worked at, and you know, have maybe like brought you know, like the drag race queens. Um, have you benefited from like those queens coming into like the bar spaces that you occupy, or uh, is it the opposite? Have you lost money because you know? People want, you know, the drag race queen. No, because, like, literally in my feature, it's split. Like, you know, like Nina Wes yeah. and Vinchelle would say, like, I've made money because of the drag race girls. And other girls say that they have not made money because of the drag race girls. You know, like, people, people expect you to be on the show in order, you know, to be a star and to make money. Go ahead, Ms. Karma, really quickly. Say, yeah, say this before she answers. Nina West and other people are a different thing because Nina West was Nina West before Drag Race. Right. So I was already Nina was already one of the most famous queens in the country before Drag Race. So certain people had a name already, yeah. but if you didn't have a name, uh, what do you pick? You're trying to pick your words. I can tell. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. My experience is if you know how to turn it, you turn it and you get mm. your point. That's it. You. The problem is when they come and they're in the same show with you. Mm -hmm. They get more coins sometimes for yeah. doing nothing. Yeah. Just walking around because people feel like they're like hosting, not really performing, not really, you know, putting on a show. Yeah. Well, they're featured on the flyer. We put them so we have a pool. And then mm. they come, they do a basic song, and they just walk around. And people tip them because they, they think that that queen is a royalty. But I will tell mm. you this, being around a lot of those queens, some of them came before me and I look up to them. And some of gotcha. them came after me and they got on the show. And I'm like, mm, very questionable. Uh, how would you describe the queens, not to be messy, but how would you describe the queens who have come after you who have gotten on the show? Like what kind of queens do you think? You know who she's talking about, but well, girl, there this are is a journalistic technique. Who came after me doing drag? You know who I I gotcha. thought they they should be there, but also there are queens who are like uh, even before they went on the show. I understood why they were cast, but got gotcha. uh, you. Are you talking about like pretty girls, like Instagram queens? Right. Are you talking about like yeah. Instagram queens? Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Yeah, or or whatever. I I thought, okay, you sold your story, your life story, to be there for uh, gotcha. a couple episodes. You know, they or, sold a TV narrative. And Nina right. West did say that when I was asking her, because you know, Nina West actually, even though Nina West was Nina West before Drag Race, she did audition nine times before she got Crazy. off. She only before like season eleven, she had only not auditioned two times. One mm -hmm. time was you know like for the first season, she was just like, oh, I don't really need that. I'm a you know national pageant winner she said uh -huh. and then the other time was like when like she got some misinformation and couldn't like you know audition or whatnot yeah. but yeah she auditioned nine times wow. to be oh yeah on the show point, yeah when you were a national and she said that and she said that you know like you get on the show when you fit the narrative you know sometimes that they're looking for and right. she said she got on the show when she did her most authentic um audition tape as well so you know it's what, like this double-edged thing yeah Milan long a long time ago told me oh, like that the, mm. the people who win the show they win not because they are the best because Rue or whatever producers want to show that every season it will be a different type of queen yeah. uh, mm. who will win. That, they that represent is, what they're looking for in that moment. Right. Yeah. Especially it worked in the beginning because exactly. you had uh, you had Bibi mm. who who was basically, well, she's from a different country. She's this, like, Cameroon, uh, yes. and very authentic and true to herself. And then yeah. you had Tyra, young, uh, uh, feisty little girl. And then you had legend like Raja. And then you have underdog like uh, Sharon. Yes. And then you have a theater queen, uh, 
uh, like Jinx. Jinx, and then you have established uh, and Sal Queen, like Bianca, Bianca yeah. healed yeah. with the mic, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, I exactly. thought about it. Yeah, they were all very, all six different types. No, of like when I was wow. writing about Drag Race, when I would do brackets on Drag Race for the Tilt.com, I was just like, oh, wow, these, like, even as someone who was just coming into, like, becoming a, like, coming into being a fan in 2017, like only three years ago, um, right when it like moved over to like VH1, you know, permanently for the most part, like when I would go through like the list of winners, I'm just like, even with all stars, I'm like, each queen is different. So and, I would tell you this, with moving to VH1, mm. it catered more to the, uh, uh, like, I think they are building it around the person who has one of the biggest social media following because Ooh. now they're really uh, making it commercial. And that's why sometimes you watch right. the episode and it's overly produced. Gotcha. They don't mm, let people yeah. shine with their talents and their personalities. Gotcha, gotcha. I can see that. Okay, so with that being said, because we got to go to music break really uh, quickly in a second. Miss um, Stoli, tell us where everyone can find you and also share all your social media and, you know, your Cash App, your Venmo, your Zelle, whatever. Like, yeah. So all, like, tell us all your information and where people can find you. Everything is Svetlana Stoli. Svetlana, like any Russian hooker, Stoli, like your favorite vodka. Uh, and it's at uh, Svetlana Stoli on Instagram and on Venmo. And with a dollar sign, that would be on uh, the Cash, cash App. app. Uh, I will not give people my PayPal because it's my boy name and I still didn't figure out the whole situation. But, I mean, you gotcha. can send money if you want to. Yes. Yeah. Just send it to her Venmo. Send it to her Venmo. Her cash yeah. out. Do you have a deal? You have a deal because deal is instant. But oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, it, it's attached again to my boy. Mm, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He's just like but you don't put your information out there. Gotcha. Uh, more, more importantly, just go on Eventbrite and find Sunday Mass and watch me and Carrie Kernan turning it out this Sunday. We're gonna return what time? tomorrow. And it's going to be on Zoom, and you can see us, and we also will yes. incorporate uh, audience participation, and you can gotcha. win some prizes, and we will Ooh. mail it to right. you. And what time? And what time is that on Sunday? 7 p.m. on Sunday, so please buy your ticket. That is Sunday, that's August 30th. Yes. yes, Eastern time. And we will share the link, the Eventbrite yes, link, on our, um, on our uh, Instagram, our Facebook, yes. and our Twitter. Okay. Yep. Yes. Great. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so our music break, our next yeah, so music Yaron, break. did the music, so tell us all about it. Yeah, so I wanted to, like, since we're talking about drag race and drag queens and, you know, in the era of COVID. Are you playing drag music? Yes, I yeah. wanted to play some drag music, but, you know, all the queens are black. You know, I wanted to, like, highlight some black queens who have we recently shined on RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, we have the first song is by um, um, Monique Hart and Jordy. It's Love called uh, Better um, By Myself, the Monique Hart remix. And then we got Digital Rainbow, and that's Honey Davenport featuring uh, Kazel, Jace Vegas, I believe Evie Oddly, um, Evie Oddly is, on the and it's on the song, and Widow um, Bondu. Yeah, yes, that came out on um, June 26th. Yeah, right, okay. you know, Pride Weekend. And another um, Pride song that came out on my birthday, June 28th this year, on the day of, you know, um, the Pride Parade and everything like that, and the anniversary of Stonewall, is a song by Monet Exchange called March. So this is, this is Chris State of Mind, um, Radio Free Brooklyn, and we'll be right back in a moment. So stay tuned, y'all. Yes. 
so good It's a Friday night Caught in a different mood And I don't know why I'm never really going out Cause there's never someone else around But I'm feeling oh so good And I don't know why Not showing up for anybody else I'm dancing better by myself Catch me on the gram, rockin' rainbows, digital. Look 
Jackie Chomp Skittles, Tricks, Fruity Pebbles, Flat Continental, ain't on my level. I'm with Fernando, man from Durango. We eating out hot sauce on his mango. Read the hot topic, I'm about to top it now, but can't stop sliding his hot pocket. Tricks that he uses, sparks on my fuses, blew all my juice, threw yeah. in the deuce. Oh, hey, I'm on your timeline. If you do, we don't lie. Your opinions are not mine, so don't double tap, that's fine. But look at what I done, look at how fun, look at what I spun, look at how young, look at Spinner Brian, look at how I won, real name Jason, where the watch, while you mad? Twerking this ass at home, when I'm at the store, leave me alone. Wash your hands, then clap along. Instagram to shut off my song. What? I may not be at the bar, but tonight I'm a living room star. If I get drunk, my bed's not far. Oh shit, I got a Zoom call to boss tomorrow. I, I still got my pride deep inside. Can't we can't run it up my broad Yeah, we, we can get it poppin' even if it's not physical Catch me on the ground, rockin' rainbows, digital I still got my pride deep inside Can't we can't run it up my broad Yeah, we, we can get it poppin' even if it's not physical Catch me on the ground, rockin' rainbows, digital <laughs> We're not asking for charity. We just want some equality. Where's your sense of humanity? Stand up in solidarity. No more police brutality. Time to stop that mentality. Keep your stupid apologies. Much too late for formalities. March, march. Feel the beat in your heart. March, march. Everyone do your part. March, march. This is just a start. March, march. Feel the pride in your heart. March. No justice, no peace, we bout to raise hell Hate on my skin, that's not happening We bout to win, that's word on my melanin Sister, I'm your brother, sis, trans, whatever We all got each other, we in this together After the smoke clears, we still more We're not asking for charity We just want some equality Where's your sense of humanity? Stand up in solidarity No more police brutality Time to stop that mentality Keep your stupid apologies Much too late for formalities March, march Feel the beat in your heart March, march Everyone do your part March, march This is just a start Your heart. This stuff to the sky, keep your head high full 
Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. Yes. Yes. Oh, such a cute little music break. Um, that was cute. Um, I was. Know, what's your thoughts on drag queen singing the original tracks, though? Me or uh, Both uh y'all, everybody? Uh, I I think uh, some songs are, are are cute, but I wish that they would do. If you're not really a vocalist, I wish you would just do more. You know. Uh, rapping and not like auto I just don't like auto tunes at this point that's what it is I need you to be able to do I need you to perform the song record the song in a way you can perform in live yes if you can't perform in live then don't do it so I actually me, like all these songs that um that we just listened to I like all these songs we just so to. Yeah, I think they have, I think they have a message they have a purpose yeah I usually I prefer parodies usually or something funny uh, when it comes to drag and drag songs. I don't really feel that vibe necessarily 100%. That's why even when it comes to uh, certain queens, I would I would like if it comes to the original material, I like someone like Alaska who does their stuff and it's still you listen to it and it's campy and funny and hilarious mm. it's not that serious because if you uh, really true. want to be a serious artist you can but i don't think it's necessarily lazy. like like why did you wait to right, get right. on the show to start recording something uh like you, you know what i mean right like yeah, um, yeah, yeah i think it's just a part of like you know like you know being, you know, a superstar drag queen. But I wanted to ask you all really quickly, who is your favorite, you know, uh, drag performer who, you know, does music? I was just like, about to say. I would say 100% it's Jackie Beat because she can mm. sing the house down. Her lyrics are smart as hell. Uh, and I mean, she's, she's just a full package to me. As, a, as like a, a vocalist mm. queen. But also, of course, there are uh, queens out there who can sing uh, and it's great you go, but I just like, I'm just not really interested in you just singing a song. Uh, like, I mean, I have my parodies and they're parodies for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I think like, if I wanted to do uh, just like a singing career, uh, I would do that. Yeah. I really like um, Alyssa Edwards' Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like, I think that's a good example of, like... Being not a singer? Yeah, not a singer, but, like... I right, make gotcha. That, like... Mm -hmm. Is anyone who holistic catalog you like? Excuse me? Or, close, or more than one song you like? Oh, is that for me, or is that for... for no, me. you might go. Oh, for me? Yeah, uh, like you, said, you said a Pacific song from Alyssa Edwards. I'm just curious. Oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. No, I'm just saying, like, is there, like, an artist, like, no matter what oh, they... Artist. I mean, I like... They put out I mean, more than one song I mean, for you. If, if I can take it back, I mean, I really like RuPaul's, like, songs, honestly. Like, I do, too. I, I really do, too. But again, there's, there's such a big amount of camp in her stuff, and she mm -hmm. also, like... For that reason, I probably will never be cast. She really rides the train of like taking those catchphrases and just make it, cashing that, cashing yeah. that stuff like hardcore. She's not coming up with anything. Uh, but we rooting for you. You stuff. will be cast. We're, we're putting that putting that out there in the universe. If that's what yes. you want. That's this. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I mean, would, would be perfect if they cast me for a Real Housewives of a Drag Kingdom. Or drag I love that. Kingdom. I love uh, that. Because, just don't forget anybody. Just don't forget read. anybody when you're famous, famous. Exactly. You know, I, 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 I can read and I can shade. Or you, you can play her song. <laughs> exactly. I, I'll wear a wig and I will be Kim Zolciak and I will go to Atlanta and I will just be on the show just to, to, to represent. For me, I can say this much. The thing about drag music is a lot of this serious stuff is actually new school drag music. Old school drag music was not like that. Like in the 90s when I was a kid, old school drag music was all camp and was funny. My favorite drag song currently, not by new artists, is like Blessed of Heart She's Dead, Lady Ray Couture. The fucking song Rich White Woman is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I never heard it. Maybe oh, look for uh, the remix of Rich White Woman by Lady Ray Couture. Bitch, when I tell you it is a drag song that a drag queen can do as a woman. Yes. Making fun of a drag queen. Mm-hmm. It's really it is like that. It is like a rich white woman. Alaska, Alaska does good stuff. Alaska stuff is really good, but this is like beyond Alaska stuff. This is like drag. This is the shit that the fat black drag queen with the tit, like the lace you could Coco, this is the shit that she would do coming out. And all the kids would gag. And you're like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. This is like some shit that you just walk out of the club at one o'clock in the morning and you're letting the kids have it with. Now I'm trying to be fabulous. I'm literally like, bitch, I'm in a Forever 21 shirt. My titties are hanging out. My makeup doesn't look right, but bitch, I'm about to slay the kids. I ask you a question that. real and quick, I please. Love, um, one second, Deron, let me just say this real quickly. And I love that because I also love. Uh, um, House, not house music. Uh, uh, I love house. Uh, uh, um, ball music. So a lot of my drag music comes from ball music, okay. and there's a lot of drag music gotcha, in gotcha. ball music. Yes. So I'm like deep, 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 deep in that. Yes. Gotcha. Look at me. I have a song and I can sing. I'm a drag queen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you all. So we haven't been in anybody's bar in like over six months at this point. <laughs> Almost six months at this point. And I wanted to ask you all, like, which bar do you miss the most, and what is it that you miss about it? So I mean you, Micah. Well, since I'm since I'm the host, um, I would say I think the. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. Absolutely, she said. Let me take my Absolutely. show. Okay, take my show Thank over, bitch. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would say. I mean, I really miss. Um, ooh, hold on, hold on. Let me think about this. I really miss. I think Rise is coming up. It's like the bar that I'm thinking about a lot. I just I really like the colors, the 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 video bar, the drag queen stage. Like it's this is a good meeting spot. I really miss that. Um, also mildly miss the hanger, only because the drink Bro, is it's everything. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Because what that's about, you. What about you, Miss Karma? Which bar do you miss the most? I miss XES. Mm, well, oh, I mean, since that doesn't count, though. Oh, since COVID, since COVID, yeah, since COVID, yeah. I missed the hanger. Got it. I, I'm gonna tell you why I missed the hanger. Because I, I denied. The, no, it's it's, I you? denied. I denied the hanger. It's not necessarily for me, but I denied the hanger for a long time. But I didn't understand how much I needed a space for older black queens. Talk about older black queens. Yeah. Can I pause you for a second? So for those who don't know, if you're listening, you don't know where the hangar is. The hangar is a bar in the West Village on Christopher Street. It is the black bar. It was like the original black bar. The old old gay black bar. Yeah. Something happens with Sade. They are. Happened every day. The dining 87. But I love it because I, I, 
at first I was like, oh, girl, I'm not an old black queen yet. I don't need to be in here and to still be shaking. Gotcha. I'm like, girl, I like sitting at the hangar and talking about Sherilyn or um, with Janet Jackson 80s. I like talking about Listen, those drinks, those drinks will strong. take you there because you get like the buy one, get one, and like and two drinks will take you out. Everything and the those two drinks will take you the you'll fuck get, out. We'll get you where you need to go. We'll get you a nice little buzz. You'll be cash only. Let's buy one, get one. You get me $10, girl. $10. You spend ten dollars on there. You spend literally ten dollars there, and you get fucked up from two drinks. Hammered. Literally, literally, you might either go to a place before that or a place right after that. But you're gonna be, you're gonna get to where you need to go from the hangar, and you just, you know, top it off with something. I, I didn't, know, I didn't know the hangar was my tribe until I realized yeah. it was my tribe. What I about you, uh, Miss Stoley? What is the bar I you missed the most? I miss the the bars who booked me uh, because <laughs> for, that book there, yeah. I'm, Not I'm for that. Them, let me tell you that. Uh, uh, and the thing is, oh, first of all, I'm not a drinker. Secondly, I I feel like I have such a resting beach face that people don't come to me when I'm at the bars uh, out of drag. Because when I'm in drag, I'm very nice to people because I need to. Uh, and when I'm out That's of how you drag, make coin. right? Out of drag, I'm nice to people, but uh, I don't know. Uh, they don't come to me, and I don't come to them. <laughs> You know, like I am not. Uh, I I don't know. There, there's really like no. Re- I like. I used to love big clubs, and basically, once I moved to New York, I stopped gotcha. going out. Gotcha, gotcha. For me, I would say that I miss maybe the. I definitely miss the hanger. Those drinks are just everything. And I miss. Girl. We've had we have had um, some really great memories. But girl, why you gotta say it? Yeah, I definitely miss the Ritz. That's the place I miss the most oh, because the I've Ritz. had some. I made some really great memories at the Ritz, and those memories are going to have to stay with me because I made memories with people who are no longer even a part of my life anymore <laughs> that I want to hold on to just because they were great memories. And well, listen, I, I, I celebrated my 30th birthday party there, and it was great. Popping. What was that? I was saying, uh, well, you all sound like a lot of fun, so you need to take me bar hopping once. Uh, oh, yes, we should. We're taking it to the hangar, bitch. Now. Be ready. You walk in oh, there. Honey, right. Right. Uh, anybody carrying you home, girl? Honey, you'll be like, bitch, did I, didn't I see that bitch's funeral back in 89? Right. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, we don't, we don't take a care. We don't take care of white fish, girl. We got a, we got a friend who's white fish, and she be falling out. Mm-mm. No, we ain't doing don't, it. Don't do that. So, don't be falling out, girl, from your two drinks. So those two drinks are like, it's like you have four drinks. Four strong Well, I'm Russian. I'm Russian. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay, okay. That's true. We're going to be trying to keep up with you, bitch. My bad. You're right. You're right. So um, I know, like, I can't believe the time is already is almost over. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, Svetlana, um, if you could tell the audience again, like, how can they, how they can find you, your Insta, your social, yes. Twitter, your social, like your social media, not your social security number, like your, yeah, all, give us like your cash app, all that stuff. It's Svetlana Stoli, S-V-E-T-L-A-N-A. Stoli, like your favorite vodka. You can find me anywhere. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Have a great weekend. We will talk All to right. you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.